Welcome back, ladies and germs, to Wise Guy Fantasy Football. So happy you could be here. And I say germs not because I think you're dirty. I say it because in the old times, it used to be an endearing compliment. You would say ladies and germs instead of ladies and gentlemen, therefore playing on the fact that the men weren't gentlemen, but they were actually germs, okay? Maybe I'll re-record it. Maybe I'll do that. We'll take this one out, and I'll just say ladies and gentlemen instead. But either way, you're back here for Wise Guy Fantasy Football, Anthony DeFulzio, and I'm so happy to see you today. Um, happy that I'm recording again because I need to get Sunday, especially the Giants came out of my head because they performed so poorly, okay? But when there was a lot of good football, a lot of good fantasy. If you guys watched it, there were a lot of good players that played on Sunday, okay, with a lot of high scores. I hope your team did well. Again, tweet at me, Instagram me, okay? Do whatever you want to get in touch with me and say, oh, Anthony, I got a guy here blow you fucking away. This was my team. And maybe I'll give you a shout out on my socials. And when I mean maybe, I mean absolutely I will because I need to uh, increase my social medias. That's what my wife tells me. She says, oh, it's all social media now. Nobody's going to listen to this. And I tell her, why don't you go back in the fucking room and make me my fucking grilled cheese because I've had it with you and it's 8 o'clock at night. But it's neither here or there. Okay, we're going to recap the week one, and then we're going to go into week two um, in a couple of different segments that I have planned. Okay, that was another suggestion made to me is to make segments so people can come back and listen. And segmentation, uh, it's it sounds like a scientific term, but it really means for all you people out there that you break things up into parts, into segments so you could talk about different things. Okay, I want to start though by going into a new segment that I have, uh, and it's a little bit about the New York Giants because I'm such a big fan of them, and I'm going to call this segment Little Giants. Now roll the theme music. Giants Corner. Here on Little Giants, we take a deep dive into the New York football Giants and how they performed each week and what their outlook is moving forward. It's really as simple as that. Okay, I had the luxury of having tickets to the home opener this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. And the Jaguars, the last time I saw them, I thought they blew chunks. I thought they sucked, right? Because it's the fucking Jaguars. They're not good. The Jaguars aren't good. So you can imagine how surprised they was when they walked down the field and they beat the Giants 20 to 15. I mean, it was mind blowing. I know they went to the playoffs, but they played the Bills and then they lost to the Patriots. So, so what do you expect? They're still the stinky Jaguars at the end of the day. Okay, no slight on the Jaguars as a team. They had a couple of fantasy-relevant players this outing, okay, including Keenan Coleman. Uh, he was the receiver there, okay, the number one. He was on my list. If you guys listened to it, I would go listen to it again and hear him on there. Uh, Blake Bortles was on the list, but I wasn't a big fan of his because he would just make underneath throws pretty much the whole game. And still the Giants couldn't stop it because it looks like Ben McAdoo is still coaching the team. Okay. Okay, getting into it now. I noticed a couple of problems that we're carrying over from last year for the New York Giants. Okay, number one being the coaching. Uh, there were some plays mixed in that made the Giants look a little bit more special, especially with Saquon's Barkley out on the backfield. Okay, I'll get into him into a little bit. Okay, but a lot of the looks, there were no uh, halfback screens. Nowhere to be found, okay? The coaching needed to be a little bit better. It looked like it was a McAdoo team, and uh, I wasn't too big a fan of that, okay? The offensive line still struggled. 
If Eric Flowers gets another holding fucking penalty, I think I'm going to blow my own cock off. Okay? There were there were so many flags on him. Okay? So many flags. I, I wondered why he wasn't mistaken for a fucking sailboat. All right? First play of the fucking 2018 season, they get the ball, and Eric Flowers trips a man like a fucking six-year-old in a schoolyard. Okay? I want to bust his fucking face in. Eric, what are you doing, man? If you're listening here, just keep your fucking feet to yourself and use your hands to block. That's like the number one rule of blocking, okay? Then the fucking idiot decides to get another flag called on him after Evan Ingrams decides to catch the ball in a very nice play. And he was on my fantasy team, so go fuck myself. He goes for a long play, catches the ball, and then Eric Flowers is called again, okay? The flowers that Eric is made of must be fucking dandelions that have been dead for fucking three weeks, okay? This guy's a bum. I don't know why Pat Sherman didn't just pull him off the sideline there and say, oh, sit the fuck down. We're done with you, okay? And I'm waiting for the press conference when they finally shove his ass out the door because he needs to go. If it's anybody on the team, he needs to go. And the offensive line didn't do their job. That pick six that Eli Manning threw, okay? I know we give him lumps sometimes. He earns his lumps. He makes some bad balls. But that's because the offensive line couldn't block on that one. That ball went right up in the air. And Miles Jackass decides to run it back and score. So I want to blame the offensive line. That needs to be fixed, okay? It needs to be a little bit more experience. In those kind of situations when you're down in a game, the final play of the game, the guy fumbles the punt return. I know it had maybe 10 seconds to try to score. But because of the youngsters on the league, on the defense and the offense and the special teams, we missed a real opportunity there. Okay. I really didn't like what I saw. Uh, going into some of the positives on the New York Giants side, okay. I got to the game. We drove in about six hours with the traffic on there. Okay, it was a gloomy day outside. And the Giants just seeing them run out onto the field with the fireworks and the songs and all that stuff. It made, oh, it made me feel like a little girl again. Okay, it made me feel like a little child. I was so giddy. I was there with my wife, my two kids, and my father too. And he seemed to have a nice time, even though people were screaming his fucking ears all day. Because that's what Giants fans do. We just scream at you. Uh, and the guy next to me, as we're watching all this, uh, is listening to something on his... He's got two headphones in his ears. And I say, oh, excuse me, sir. I don't know if you realize, but the game is on the field and they're making a lot of noise on it. So why don't you listen there? And he tells me, it's better to listen to it on the radio. And I said, you know what? That might be the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. You're going to come to a Giants game and sit there and have fucking headphones in your ears like a fucking kid on the path train? That doesn't make any sense. I wanted to yank him out and scream in his ears and make his head explode. That's how pissed off he made me. Okay, if you're going to go to a Giants game, you're going to go to any event and have headphones in your ears, why don't you get a fucking clue and go the fuck home? Let the people who want to hear things enjoy it. Okay? Come on, guy. Yeah, there. You want to hear the calls. You want to watch things live. I don't understand that. Okay? I didn't talk to him the rest of the time. I told him, you know what? You could go fuck yourself. Saquon Barkley burst to the seam for 68 yards on the sideline. He looks at me for a high five and I go, motherfucker. And I'm giving a finger right now. You can't see that. But I didn't like that. Okay? I told my children too. I said, please excuse my behavior. This is a family event. But if someone gives you shit at a Giants game, you gotta approach them. That's just the Giants way. And I think Mr. Mara on the Giants would, would appreciate that too. 
Okay. Other than that, jackass, we had a very nice time. We got a couple of pretzels because it was cold and it was rainy. We wanted something warm. Okay. I refused to pay $16 for a Bud Light because I am not stupid. Okay. Uh, my wife, she was uncomfortable the whole time, as most women are at a, at a football game, I have to admit. And I apologized to her for it. And just every couple of minutes, she'd say, is it over, is it over? And I said, look at the fucking clock. It's 13 minutes left in the second quarter. You think this game's over? Either way, though, it was a very pleasant experience, okay? What we did like about the game, some of the positives from the Giants, is really Saquon. Barkley and Odell Beckham, they're superstars. Odell coming off for the injury, of course. And Saquon Barkley starting his first ever NFL game. You know, it didn't do a whole lot because of the stupid offensive line. But he had that really good run that's been playing on the TV. It's currently my phone background because that was one of the greatest plays I've ever seen. A 68-yard touchdown. Broke about seven tackles. Watch the tape and count them. I did seven tackles. Okay, and scored. But it just wasn't enough. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough for the Giants. That's kind of been their bugaboo or after all these years, the past couple of years, even the end of the Tom Coughlin era, is that they're pretty good on offense, at least on paper, but they can't score any points. And it's it's really the really disappointing at the end of the day uh, because even, even going back to the two years ago when they were playing the Packers, it's kind of that thing that's preventing them from moving more forward in the playoffs and the like. But aside from MetLife Stadium's bozos sitting in the stands and us having to park in a fucking parking garage and spending three hours to get to and from the stadium, it was all in all a nice time. And the future outlook for the Giants is bright. They play the Dallas Cowgirls on Sunday night. Okay, the Dallas Cowgirls scored eight points during their game against the Panthers. And we're going to get to that further. But for now, let's step out of Little Giants and back to our regularly scheduled program. Okay, so this, as I'm recapping week one and previewing week two of the 2018 NFL season, I'm going to try out even another new segment, okay? This one's called Notables or Chodables, okay? So I'm going to examine uh, which fantasy performances on each team for each game was a notable performance and which one reminded me of a fucking chode. Okay, for those of you who are not sexually knowledgeable, a chode is a penis that is wider than it is long. Uh, If you're thinking of some kind of visual reference, I would suggest thinking about Peyton Manning's neck and head. Okay, keeping it in the football family. A chodable performance is really someone who didn't do too well at all. Okay, and I think the first place to go, um, if we're going to talk about the Ravens and the Bills... Okay, Baltimore and Buffalo played each other, and it was a blowout. So naturally, uh, there are no notable performances during here. Um, I know that Ravens scored 47, so somebody must have been doing well. But because they're led by Joe Flacco, who is indeed on the chotable list, I refuse to believe that he had any part in their victory. I know what you're going to tell me. You're going to say, Anthony, oh, look at the stats. He had three touchdowns. He had a lot of yards. And I'm going to say, bullshit. It's a conspiracy theory led by NFL executives who wants us to believe that Joe Flacco was good prior to winning the Super Bowl and earning a multi-million dollar contract. Okay, he is a chotable this week. He is not responsible for any points out of the 47 uh, that the Ravens scored. Um, and naturally, on the Bills' side of the ball, uh, Nathan Peterman is, is also a chotable. Uh, he he didn't, didn't play well at all. I think the Ravens had, had uh, you know, he had, they had their, their fourth-string running back have, have more yards than Nathan Peterman had throwing yards. 
okay? Um, and, and I cannot possibly put you off of a chodable list if you're Nathan Peterman. Uh, quite honestly, the king of all chodes, the chodiest of all of all chodes. This cho- it's like a pancake shape, this chode that Nathan Peterman has. And I know recently... Sean McDermott, the coach of the Buffalo Bills, has recently announced uh, Josh Allen from Wyoming, the rookie quarterback, is going to start in his place. And that's just a great decision. Uh, Josh Allen, if you're listening, I do have to tell you, you are also on the chodable list. And uh, you have every opportunity to get off of that list. But if you if you don't do better than Nathan Peterman, you, you both are just going to be chodes for life. Okay, we're going to put that on a t-shirt too. Uh, notable or chodable, chodes for life. I like that, guys. Somebody, one of the marketing guys, you sitting over there. Yeah, you. Yeah, put that on a t-shirt. And make sure it's available here. Okay. Put put a link available so that so that people people want to buy it. Okay. Alright, thank you. Alright. And I'm, I'm trying to be nicer to my staff here because they do put a lot of work into this podcast. And I definitely don't force them to. Anyway. Nathan Peterman is a chode. And the Ravens still suck. Joe Flacco, you're a fucking bum. You're a chode too. Okay, next game. Now, uh, I want to point out uh, this this game was kind of the opposite of the Baltimore-Buffalo game. In fact, that there are a lot of points scored and a lot of players that I would consider on the notable list. Okay, and this game specifically is the New Orleans Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaqueers. Okay, now the Buccaqueers... Surprised everybody by scoring about 99 points and beating the Saints at home. I didn't see it coming. You didn't see it coming. Uh, if one of your work friends says, you know, I was trusting Dick Cutter and uh, uh, fucking Buccaqueers to do really well in this game. And I called this and I predicted this and chose this from my pool. Then they're fucking lying to you, okay? Unless they have the power of uh, the sixth sense, the third sight, the third eye there, uh, they're lying. Because I could not have predicted Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is on my notable list, throwing for all those touchdowns and all those yards and leading a victory over the New Orleans Saints. And for that, I applaud. And I, everybody over there, I applaud too. This is, no, this is a good one. I applaud you. Okay, you're on the notable list. I, I appreciate you putting on a good game. Uh, especially when I was re-watching the games after I left the Giants game. This was a fun one to watch. Uh, also, Deshaun Jackson on the Tampa Bay Buccaqueers, he did really well, though. He's on my notable list. And naturally, I got the New Orleans Saints. Everybody on our offense was good, except Mark Ingram, who's still suspended like a fucking moron. I got Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, and Michael Thomas, who were uh, very notable during that game. They did everything they could to hang in, but they just ultimately couldn't couldn't compete with the Buccaqueers. And it does seem like every year, don't it, that the New Orleans Saints get into some kind of shootout. Although this one happened particularly early this year. And again, we're very appreciative of that. Okay, next team, next game I want to look at uh, is the New England Pats and the the Houston Texans. Okay, Uh, a little bit of a different flavor than the first two games in that there wasn't a lot of scoring for either one team. And it actually took a lot for the Patriots to really get get things going. 
Okay. And so on my totables, I have Chris Hogan because he was touted as the New England Patriots' number one receiver and turned into a complete chode on the field. Uh, some notables for the Patriots, I also have James White and Rex Burkhead. And this is because Tom Brady didn't do a whole lot of throwing of the ball. Instead, he relied on his running backs and they scored a couple of touchdowns and gained some yards on the ground. And for that, that is notable for me. The Patriots, of course, won that game as they do every single fucking year. Uh, Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. Bill Belichick is the greatest of all time. They play the Jacksonville Jaguars next week. And, you know, I don't think they should be scared. But the way they played my Giants and made their offense with their superstars look not too good. I would be wary if I'm the Patriots. Maybe Chris Hogan should not be a chode so he could play in the game. And on the opposite side of the ball, I also have uh, um, Deshaun Watson, the quarterback for the Texans, as a chode because he really didn't do anything. He looked like a rookie again. Okay, maybe the Bills could use him at that, at that point. If you're going to play like a bad quarterback, what are you doing in Houston? Go to the fucking Buffalo Bills. Okay, and also because he's on my fantasy team, Lamar, who uh, many people have called him uh, Lamar Garbage, okay, but I call him Lamar Miller, okay, uh, he gets the notable uh, ranking today because he helped me win my fantasy league. So thank you, Lamar Miller. You are not Lamar Garbage in my eyes, uh, at least this week, but perhaps next week. Okay, the next game we want to do is another NFC showdown. This was the Niners and the Vikings. And for the Vikings, uh, quite like the, the Buccaneers and the Saints out of the NFC, they look very impressive. Okay, my notables are Coit Cousins, Stephen Diggs. I'm sorry, Stephen Diggs. I pronounced that wrong. Uh, and I tend to do that a lot, but I don't mean to. And uh, Adam Thielen. Okay, that's that's the uh, the quarterback and the two receivers. They scored a couple of touchdowns. They're very notable. The Vikings are probably the best team in the league right now. I hate to admit that, but if you're just watching the tape like me, you're an expert analyst and researcher, and you tell it like it is, like myself, you got to admit that the Vikings really do have something special, and especially the home field advantage is going to be good for them in the future. And on the opposite side, you had a couple of chodes on the 49ers. Okay, Jimmy Garoppolo. The hundred million dollar man didn't look like much. Looked like he was worth about two wooden nickels and a dime. Okay. His best receiver, Marquise Good, when he goes down with an injury, he's a chode too. Honestly, if you go down with an injury and you can't help your team win a game, how I can't not call you a chode because you're letting your team down. Okay, don't take offense at that. In fact, some women prefer chodes to elongated penises. But again, that's not quite what we're talking about. Also, another chode on the team is Alfred Morris and Matt Breda, who I had in my fantasy teams, okay? And they didn't do dick. Uh, so, ironically enough, I'm calling you dicks here on my podcast. Okay, next game. And this game took about 40 days and 40 nights, okay? Jesus Christ did all his miracles in between this game. I'm talking, of course, about the Miami Dolphins and the Tennessee Titans, okay? And I gotta admit... The Dolphins are still trash, but Ryan Tannehill and Kenny Stills, they get my notable list this, this week because they really impressed me with their connection. Ryan Tannehill coming off an injury, uh, going through this game that lasted longer than God's creation of the earth itself. They still had a connection going way into the game, and they came out with a victory, okay? And the Titans, uh, really, really quite like the Niners, uh, are a team full of chodes. Uh, and that starts with Derrick Henry, who I don't think could run through a fucking sheet of toilet paper at this point. It's a former Heisman Trophy winner out of Bama. I mean, what are you doing, man? Where the fuck are you, Derrick Henry? 
Okay, I will give a notable. I'll give a notable Deion Lewis because he scored a touchdown. He looked all right. But again, he's a former Patriot, so maybe he should be on the Patriots list. That's all I'm saying. Okay, Mariota goes down. He's injured now. We don't know what's going to go on with him. He's a chode. Okay, and Delaney Walker is out for the year. And really, if you drafted him, uh, you know, you're going to have to find a replacement. And it's it's really early to find backup tight ends in the league because we don't know who's good and who's not. There's maybe Gronk, and that's pretty much it, okay? Uh, if I come up with any other tight ends that are worth it, I'll definitely mention it here and put it in the description, okay? But if you had Delaney Walker, he's a chode this week, and now you got to drop him, okay? Let's go to an AFC matchup now. Let's switch things up a little bit, okay? Well, we're just in the AFC. Okay, so let's stay in the AFC, okay? Let's figure out what we're going to do. Let's go into the Cincinnati Bengals, okay? Uh, and they're playing the Indianapolis Colts. And to be quite honest with you, I haven't watched much of the Colts ever since Peyton Manning left. And I'm sorry if that offends you, but but that's just a fact, okay? Who watches the Colts? Andrew Luck, he's a chode. I know he had a decent game, but seriously, he's a chode. He's coming back from a shoulder injury. He couldn't throw a football for like five years, okay? Get with the program. You're a starting NFL quarterback with a big contract. You're a chode. And they lost. So double chode for you. Okay? Make sure we put that in the description. Then Andrew Luck has a double chode. Put that there. Two times chode. Okay? And the Bengals. Okay? Uh, I don't mean it as, as bang girls, like gals. No, Bengals for people who aren't zoologists are uh, tigers, which is a member of the jungle cat family. Uh, they had a couple of guys that did okay. Uh, Andy Dalton. A.J. Green, and I don't remember his name, but somebody recovered an interception and returned it for a touchdown from Andrew Luck, and that guy gets a notable. Everyone else, though, that's a semi-notable for them. So, so you know what we do? We give a double, we give a double chode marking to Andrew Luck, and then we give a half-notable marking to Andy Dalton and A.J. Green, okay, who seem to be uh, indestructible year after year. That connection's going well, but, you know, Come January, of course, they're not going to make the playoffs, and then we'll be back to square one. Okay. Anyway, let's go into the next game. And this one, I think this one surprised the most people, even more so than the Buck of Queers, okay? And this one is the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Brownies. And this one ended in a tie, and it's it's tough not to call everybody in the game a chode. I'll give the nod to James Conner. He was noticeable. Le'Veon Bell is the chode of the century, okay? Didn't show up to team meetings. Didn't come by for anybody. Didn't even participate in a pregame rituals to start the season. And it's really a shame if you're a caliber player like Le'Veon Bell's because now people are going to start hating you. James Conner is going to take your place and he's going to be forgotten in Steelers history. And that's really the darker side of things. But I believe that's what's going to happen. Okay, so he was a chode. James Conner was notable. Ben Roethlisberger, my fucking goodness. More turnovers than a fucking dessert shop, okay? He was on my fantasy team as well. And he had three interceptions and two fumbles. I mean, what's the excuse there? You're going to blame Eli for throwing a pick six that goes to the house. You're not going to blame Ben Roethlisberger for not winning a fucking tie game in Cleveland? All right? It's, it's ridiculous. They both miss kicks to win the game. You're watching it like it's a fucking peewee football game. I know it was raining, but you got to consider at this point that 
with all the disarray from Le'Veon's balls, and also Mike Tomlin not being a good coach, you gotta ask yourself as they face next week into the Kansas City Queefs, are they actually a team that's on the rise, or maybe they're on the fall a little bit? And the Brownies, I'll keep it very short, all in my chills. Okay, speaking of the Kansas City Queefs, let's talk about the Kansas City Queefs, okay? Couple notables from that game against the Chargers, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, might be the greatest pairing since Abbott and Costello, uh, Jackie Gleason and Edward Norton, okay? Might be the best pairing since then. If we're talking football related, maybe we got the next makings of a Peyton Manning and a Marvin Harrison or something in there, okay? I'm just speculating. Maybe a little Matthew Stafford and Calvin Johnson. And they were on fucking fire, okay? Like literally, if you had to put a thermometer up their ass, you'd say, oh my God, it's so fucking hot, they're burning up. That's what I would think if I was watching them. Okay, they look fantastic. I hope they do really well. Uh, Patrick Mahomes got everybody involved on the offense, even their fullback Anthony Sherman, so props to you. Okay, very, very notable in that game. And on the opposite side of the Chiefs, uh, I'm sorry, the Queefs. I'm so sorry I mispronounced that. You had uh, Kareem Hunt, who couldn't really get much going, and he's on the chode side this week. Uh, And I'm sorry, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, because... I think you're a good player, and I just don't think this was a good week. And on the Chargers side, of course, you have the usual suspects in Philip Rivers and Antonio Gates, okay? Even even Keenan Allen's, uh, he was doing well. Keenan Allen, it's a lot of L's in that name. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. It's a very easy name, really. Uh, they're all pretty notable as well, even Melvin Gordon, okay? Uh, because they just had to keep up with the Chiefs the whole time. And I don't think the Chargers are in trouble. They seem to have banished their kicking woes from last year. So I really like what they had in the future. And they play the Buffalo Girls uh, coming up next week. So that should be an automatic W in the win column because their bills are going on 16. Okay, so if you're a Chargers fan, you should feel very comfortable. Even though they lost the division game, you still got Rivers and all those guys, and they look very notable to me. No chodes there on the Chargers. Hopefully they get Joey Bosa back soon, because I think that would help them quite a lot. Moving on, we got the Seahawks against the Broncos, or, sh- or should I say the the shell of the Seahawks, because that's not Pete Carroll's team that I once saw there. There's no Legion of Boom anymore, okay? It's the Legion of Gloom. There's nothing to look forward to anymore. Richard Sherman's on San Francisco. You got other guys. Earl Thomas is in the fucking locker room bitching and moaning about not getting paid enough. What else is fucking new? Okay. Uh, And the Seahawks just didn't. You compare the games that happened between the Seahawks and the Broncos to the ones that happened in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. The team that dropped 43 points on Peyton Manning and and the Broncos at that time. And it's a night and day kind of difference. Which really, really kind of... Puts to light the shortness of life in the NFL, okay? And I don't want to get too philosophical because you you didn't come here to listen to that. You came here to listen to fantasy advice. So I'll get that, but it really is kind of amazing uh, how quickly things can change. And part of why we love the game in the first place, okay? okay? For your Emmy consideration, this is Wise Guy Fantasy Football with Anthony Fulzio. Either way, okay, some some chodes for the Seahawks. Uh, you know, I love Russell Wilson and the stuff that he does uh, because I'm a guy who likes charity and I like to give to people, okay? You wouldn't know that by my hard encrusted exterior, but I do have a heart somewhere down there. I care about my family and all that, and I like to give, and I like animals, just like Russell Wilson does. 
So it pains me to call him a chode. Um, but you're a big throbbing chode this week, Russell Wilson. Also, Doug Baldwin is a chode. Again, if you're on an injury report, I got to make you a chode because you have to learn not to get injured in the game because you can't help your team when you're injured, okay? Doug Baldwin's a chode. If you got him on your team, Lord help you if you got both of those guys on your team, Doug Baldwin and Delaney Walker, because now you're out two guys. Uh, still chance to make your team good, of course. So anybody out there who's feeling down on their team, I'm telling you, you could overcome these guys. Uh, he was a chode anyway before he went down an injury, but that's not a here nor there. And I got to put out a noticeable to uh, Will Deasley, okay? D-I-S-S-L-E-Y for you spelling nerds out there. He was a tight end that caught a ball from Russell Wilson, and he looked pretty good. Okay, uh, he, he had a nice long touchdown, and that's a guy that you might want to pick up on your team. Okay, but other than that, the Seahawks have no offensive line. Okay, Russell Wilson was sacked six times, so the Broncos' defense gets a very noticeable ranking from me. Okay, but the Seahawks really look lost, and they play another defensive-led team in the Chicago Bears next week. Um, so fantasy outlook on anybody on the Seahawks is pretty low. Maybe you should switch to another team like the Buccaneers. Uh, I'm, I'm Bucca Queers. I keep messing that up. The Bucca Queers or, you know, even the Minnesota Vikings. You might want to transition to them. And the Broncos had a chode in Case Keenum, who threw a couple of picks. Looked like the guy he was on the Rams a couple of years ago when they played the Giants in London. I remember that game and that Landon Collins pick six returned for a touchdown. Okay, always good chance to bring that up. I love talking about that game and how bad Case Keenum was. He's still bad. Okay, um, and Royce Freeman as well. Um, we have a, a, almost like a double-sided sword here, okay, as they say. Uh, in that Royce Freeman was an absolute chode, but his replacement, Philip Lindsay, who is a popular waiver wire target, he was a noticeable. He had a couple of good carries, and they really looked good for the Broncos, okay? No one quite knows what this Broncos team is yet. Are they a defense first team? Are they a run first team? But part of the fun of the season, we'll be finding out who they are. So I would grab Philip Lindsay, and looking ahead, they could win a couple of games at the gate, okay? Not many chodes on the Broncos. And now we go to a team that's the chodiest of the bunch. And that's the Dallas Cowboys, okay? Uh, more like the Dallas. Wow, that game was bad, boys. Okay, Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, really everybody on the team and on the offensive line were all chodes, okay? And I know it's a cop-out to call everybody a chode, but we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys, uh, you know, who, who couldn't. Dak Prescott couldn't hit the side of a, uh, you know, couldn't hit water from the side of the boat, as they say, okay, he didn't have a good game at all, they were completely flummoxed by the uh, Panthers defensive line, flummoxed, again, I'm using my word of the day app, I'll try to incorporate it in every podcast I have, flummoxed, it's a word that means when you're a little bit overwhelmed and confused at the same time, it's a really beautiful word. Anyway, Dak Prescott was flummoxed the entire time. Zeke had nowhere to run. He had a garbage time touchdown. And the Panthers on the other side and Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey. I got to say, you're on my notice board, okay? You're a noticeable. And I really appreciate that because I hate the Dallas Cowboys so much, just like I hate the Philadelphia E-Girls. Okay, uh, if I want to go back to that game as well, I would call everybody, uh, really everybody on the Eagles and the Falcons, uh, you know, they they really opened up the league, yeah, why uh, being chodes, okay? I couldn't give anyone notice. The only thing I noticed was how bad they are. So that's okay. So I did that game, too, in a little bit of a roundabout way, okay? 
But the Panthers, you know, with now the resurgent Bucca Queers and the New Orleans Saints, really got to compete for that division, the NFC South. But they got a few noticeable players on there. I will say a chotable player is DJ Moore, okay? You are on my fantasy team. I started you on my flex because I said this guy is going to be something special. Now, there's nothing special about you, okay? And you're making me make that noise with my mouth, which I hate making, and it gets spit everywhere. Could somebody clean this up? I don't want to. It's it's because guys like this make me make that noise. I didn't mean to do that. Thank you very much. Just hand me the paper towel. All right. Let me clean this up. I'm spitting everywhere. Okay. We're almost steady anyway. We only got a couple of games left. But the Panthers are a team I like moving forward. Okay. Now, the next team, of course, is in the division. And I didn't think they'd do well at all. And I have to admit they did okay. All right. And that was the Washington Foreskins. And uh, they had Alex Smith and Adrian Peterson, who looked like he was 16 years young again. He's running the ball and looking good. Okay, and I got to admit that, Am, that the Redskins did look pretty good. I would take Adrian Peterson on my fantasy team. In fact, you know he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Let me sip my coffee here. Jesus Christ, that was fucking hot. Anyway, one of the greatest running backs of all time. You have to admit that. And I would trade for him if if you don't have him because he's going to be the focal point of that offense uh, when Chris Thompson is not on the field. Okay. It looks like an RBBC, a running big black cock. <laughs> no, that's not what that means. Okay. I mean, it could mean that, but not in football. It actually means running back by committee. And it means more than one running back is carrying the ball and not being a true workhorse. So I would put Adrian Peterson as a workhorse, but it looks like Jay Gruden's up Chris Thompson's own ass that he's going to put him in there too. And I'm talking like deep inside, okay? So uh, I would still trade for Adrian Peterson. That's my trade of the week, okay? Maybe we'll do a new segment called Trades of the Week, and we could put a sound effect there for it. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Adrian Peterson is good. I would trade for him. Alex Smith even had a good game. But let's be honest with you. Throwing for one yard is a good game for Alex Smith. All right, couple of notables. Jordan Reed, when he's not getting concussed, also is a notable for me. And I do appreciate that. And on the opposite side of the field, they face the Arizona Cardinals, who are about, uh, you know, as unidentifiable as Jason Bourne, okay? They got no identity. David Johnson was a semi, I'm going to put this guy at a semi-notable, semi-totable, because he did good things on the field when he was on there, but he's playing for the wrong team. And I'm not going to fault the guy for that, but he should probably find himself on another team. So I think you should trade for Adrian Peterson in real life. I think some teams should trade for David Johnson in uh, on the football field, okay? I want to see that happen. Sam Bradford is a charitable, okay? Larry, Larry's always a noticeable. I could never say anything bad about Larry Fitzgerald. I believe he's, and this is a real fact here, I believe he's number three on the all-time receiving yards list, and he's climbing up and will probably surpass somebody sometime soon. So, you know, keep that. Put your binoculars on and keep on, keep on that. That's a new segment we're calling. Put on your binoculars. Put them on and look and see what, see what you got there, okay? Next game we got are the Bears and the Packers. So now we're going to go into all the primetime games real quick. And wow, we got some real treasures in these. We got some real special ones. Um, except for Raiders and Rams. Uh, that game kind of sucked. But let's start at Bears and Packers. Okay. Bears we got, uh, well, let's, let's put it this way. 
they were notables when Aaron Rodgers wasn't on the field, and they were chodes when Aaron Rodgers was on the field. Um, of course, Rodgers himself made the Packers all notables. Uh, he himself was a notable. Everybody on the team was a notable because of that, as a result of that. Uh, and I got to give a lot of credit because I watched that play, and I've had a point in my career, uh, you know, in my line of business, which again, I can't disclose to you, where if I'd had some of my thighs and some of my testicles crunched between a large black man, uh, myself, and I will tell you, it's no easy feat getting up and walking off and doing that, but Aaron Rodgers was the hero that we all deserved he was slinging the ball down the field. He had a 75-yard touchdown at one point, I believe. Okay, there was so much green and gold going on, it was hard to even tell. Okay, the guys were practically swimming on the field, which is what Aaron Rodgers does to an offense. Um, so I would trade for him, too. He's a fantasy darling, of course. And if you remember from my opening statements a couple episodes ago, I said to take Aaron Rodgers, okay? He was in my top 10. So <laughs> you, you, all you got to say is anything that fools you. You really have my team. I really appreciate your advice. So uh, Rodgers was really good. And for the Bears, uh, guys like uh, Mitch uh, uh, Trombone, I believe his last name is. It's named after an instrument. That's what I know of. Mitch Trombone. And Jordan Howard, they they were, uh, let's just say for the sake of the time, they were chodes when Aaron Rodgers wasn't, uh, I'm sorry, was uh, was not on, was on the field. Jesus Christ. I, you know what? Next game. Jets and Lions, okay? Now, this one was a surprise. <laughs> you got to hand it to the New York Jets. The New York fucking Jets put up 48 points. <laughs> you know, set off an alarm or something like that. The New York fucking Jets? Are you fucking kidding? The New York Jets put up 48 points. Just ruminating that thought real quick. My God. They made the Lions look like little cats. They made them look like baby lions, little baby cubs, okay? Simba from The Lion King. Bunch of those guys. Of course, they're all chodes. Especially Matthew Stafford, okay? He took a wallop from Leonard Williams on the Jets' defensive line. Busted his hand, okay? I've never done that in my line of business. And for he's a big, big old pussy. And I don't appreciate that. So I can't compare our experiences. But what Aaron Rodgers went through was infinitely more hard than what Stafford went through. Okay? And Stafford really just bummed out the rest of the way. Matt Patricia, the new coach of the Lions, he looked terrible too. Okay? I appreciate the beard, but I don't think a beard gets you a lot of wins in these games. Okay? I would like to, if someone could look up the statistics on that, two coaches with beards get because everyone loves stats now, so we can we can do that. We could look up which coaches with beards, with or without beards, have won the most games. We could do that. Okay, uh, back to the Jets there. I got to give a game ball to Sam Donald. We'll do that. We'll have a new segment called Game Ball, and I'll hand the game ball to the best fantasy player of the week. And I got to give it to Sam Donald, who really surprised everybody on the field that night in Detroit. Okay, coming back, let's just start, let's, let's get the, the large jet-sized elephant out of the room. You like that pun? Uh, he threw a pick six, and it looked like doom and gloom. Same old Jets, year after year, and he really bounced back. Robbie Anderson, and oh boy, this one's a fucking tough one. I'm sorry, that guy, I think he's African. It's oh, Qu Quint Quincent? Yep. Quincent en, en, Enya. 
That works. Quinson Enya. Okay. That's, yeah, there's no way I'm spending any more time trying to pronounce the name because we don't have a lot of time anyway. Either way, both of those guys were really good receivers for Sammy Donald, and I applaud him for how he was resilient and came back to help his team win the game. And then I mentioned it was the New York fucking Jets. Anyway, last but not least, I take that back. This was a terrible game for the Raiders, okay? Uh, it's the Raiders and Rams, the last game that kicked off at 10:20 because I guess they don't want us to go to sleep. Um, I watched the first half of this game, and then I said, fuck it. Uh, this game is, is, is not too compelling. And the Rams really had me worried that first half, okay? Not a lot going on with Todd Gurlman. Uh, he was, you know, carrying the ball, but it seems like the Raiders' defense had neutralized him, which, of course, was surprising considering Khalil Mack was no longer on the team. Okay, that was surprising to me. And uh, it turns out I woke up and the Rams scored 20 points unanswered in the second half. So there's that. So uh, Todd Gurley, Brandon Cooks, uh, Jared Goff, they all get notables this week. Okay, the Raiders, uh, you know what, I, I'll give John Gruden uh, a chotable, and uh, really, John, get your fucking team together, because that was as poor an outing as I ever saw on a Monday night game, that first half, okay? And uh, Derek Carr has been a chode ever since he was drafted, okay? Seems like one of the nicest guys in the world, but I don't give a fuck. Win the fucking game, Okay. Uh, that one run with Marshawn Lynch was pretty good. I'll give him a notable, but it's a very small one. It's like the tiniest one, like a like a grain of salt, grain of sand size notable that Marshawn Lynch, because that was a good hard run. Okay, that's the kind of run that would have won a Seahawks the Super Bowl in in a couple of years ago, uh, in Super Bowl Forty Nine. But again, that's not here nor there. And uh, really, I just want to know what the Raiders receivers are because I don't think they got on the team bus that day. And uh, for that, all the Raiders receivers are, are chodes. Uh, and I think that Gruden, uh, early season showed could maybe turn into a postseason notable, but that remains to be seen. And right now I kind of wish he was in the booth because I didn't want to hear Jason Witten talk anymore on Monday Night Football. I mean, who wants to do that? He's a fucking cowboy. Okay, just like Tony Romo. Get these cowboys and Troy Aikman. Get them the fuck all off my TV. Okay, now I'm pissed off. I don't want to end the show on a bad note. Someone say something happy. What over it? Somebody make me happy. Make me smile. <laughs> that was that was hilarious. Oh, I wish I could describe what just happened, but you know what? It would take too long. That it was real that was really funny. It put me in a good mood. Wow. This was a lot of fun going over these. You know, uh remember that each week in fantasy, as as a friend of mine once said, fantasy is a fickle bitch. Okay, and you gotta remember that. Fantasy is a fickle bitch, so if you didn't do too well, uh, you know, this week, if there are a lot of chodes on your team, you want to get rid of those guys and get some of the more notable guys, okay? Matchups are important, but at the end of the day, there's not much of a difference, uh, you know, between uh, matchups and just overall good players, okay? Just to get that little philosophical real quick, okay? Football is a numbers game, but it's also played with your heart, Okay? So do best on your fantasy teams this week. Get rid of the bad guys. Get the good ones. It's really the same advice every year, year in and year out. And you're just going to get the stats from me. Once again, Anthony DeFulzio. I would like some ideas as to what kind of episodes you guys want to see in the future. Because I love doing this. And it gets me away from my wife for about a couple hours. And that's always a good thing. I hope she... Make sure she doesn't listen to this. Take that part out. All right. I love you, darling. I love you. 
She'll really appreciate that. Anyway, some future episodes ideas. I would like to have some guest hosts. I would like to maybe do a mailbag, as they say. So instead of actually mailing me letters, what you do is you like and comment, and I answer a couple of questions on the social media. Okay, maybe we could do that. And we could have a little bit more fun here on Wise Guy Fantasy Football. Okay, so send me your ideas. Send me your lineups throughout the week if you have any fantasy advice, and I'll tell you who to trade, who's a chode, who's a node, and... It'll be a really fun season. Okay, clue the outro music here. I'm done. Guys, thank you very much. I'm done. Somebody get me a new thing.